Coming in hot, it's Pete's and Picks. I'm Tyler Christensen. Joining me today is Coulter Olmstead, as always, and we have a very special guest. We've already had, we're going to have two great guests within seven episodes. I don't know how this is happening. I thought we were going to be famous first, but uh, Tyler <laughs> Nielsen, uh, a basketball savant, uh, <laughs> entrepreneur, uh, is joining us. We're going to talk about his business and we're going to talk some basketball. Uh, Tyler, how's it going? I like your background. <laughs> how's it going guys appreciate you having me and uh that's a tyler that's a great intro so uh, maybe get maybe get a little audio clip of that save it for uh, later use down the road <laughs> colter how are you in the squares you know i, I still haven't <laughs> fixed this guy right here but uh that, as is life so always something on the grocery list i gotta i gotta let the audience know i'm wearing a kevin durant Brooklyn uh, shirt because I don't want people thinking I'm a huge uh, Kyrie fan or, or even a Harden fan. For I was going to say, you could have got a Harden shirt fresh off the press today. <laughs> it's true. I, I bet you'll be getting those in stock pretty soon. Yeah, I would imagine, dude. Harden, you know, Harden's one of those players that he's really big with like the younger, the younger kids and, and, like the younger, the younger, the younger players, favorite players are generally, uh, you know, my best sellers because they're, you know, bugging their parents to buy them, <laughs> especially around the holidays and whatnot. So no doubt we'll be getting some hard Nets jerseys in. Yeah, Tyler uh, has a, a business that sells uh, NBA apparel, NFL apparel. We're going to get to that a little bit later, but uh, our first topic today is obviously the trade that everyone's talking about, the four-way trade between the Nets, Rockets, Cavs, and Pacers. Uh, we're going to go around and grade the trade um, for each team. Um, so why don't we start with you, Tyler, since you're the guest. Why okay. don't you go ahead, A to F scale, I'm a teacher. FY, <laughs> my background is teaching, so I, I know how to break it down into learning objectives. So we're, we're going to break this down for each team. We'll start with the Nets, who only got hardened. A lot, a lot came out, so I'll break down the trade for people who don't have the internet. All right, so <laughs> the Nets got hardened. The Rockets got Oladipo, Exum, and Curix. I, I looked up his stats. One point per game, and he had a best. <laughs> Uh, some kind of assault last year. So uh, as many assaults as points, um, four first round picks and four pick swaps. That matters, but we'll see if they actually use them. Um, Cavs got Jared Allen and Torian Prince traded a first round pick to get that. And the Pacers got Karis LeVert and a second round pick. So let's start with the Nets. Got Harden, lost a couple of swing players, rotation players. Tyler, what what do you think of the trade for the Nets? Um, you know, I, I I don't I I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. It's tough. I mean, that's one of those things like we were talking before we hopped on here, where you when you have a chance to get like a top ten player in the league like that, I think you almost you know I don't know. I don't want to say you have to, but you know, it's uh, I could never give it like anything you know lower than a B. Getting back somebody like James Harden. At the same time, though, I was kind of surprised to see that they gave up Jared Allen because I, you know, I kind of thought, well, I mean, I, I thought kind of the plan would be DJ at the beginning of the year, kind of eating some of the, those minutes and uh, and Allen, you know, towards the end, I thought we'd kind of see him 
you know, finishing games out with those guys with Kyrie and uh, with Katie. But so I was kind of surprised to see Allen go. Um, but like you kind of touched on, you know, the pick swaps. Um, I don't think that's, you know, I don't put a whole lot of stock into to those, especially, I mean, especially the one this year, we can kind of just throw out since, you know, there's no way the Nets, the Nets are going to have a worse record than, than the Rockets. Um, but I don't, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of tough. I'll, I'll give it, you know, I'll give it a B minus right now um, just because it's really tough. I, I just don't know how those three are all, uh, I just don't know if there's enough shots in one game for all three of those guys on, on the court at one time. Um, that said, like from a fan perspective, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see what those guys can do together. I'm excited to see Harden and, and KD back together, you know, after almost 10 years or, or whatever, uh, however long it's been. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll go with a B minus. Um, but, you know, one of those things where maybe we don't know exactly what's going on inside the organization. Maybe they're thinking that Kyrie may not be coming back, you know, sooner rather than later this year. So they're just kind of, you know, we already lost Katie with the injury last year, kind of have to make a move. So I can, I can understand it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the B minus myself. What do you think Coulter? Yeah, I, I, think you're spot on Tyler and uh yeah who knows uh, I've heard that Kyrie may sit the rest of the season out for personal reasons uh so who knows when he's coming back and I think that gives James Harden and the Nets some more comfortability because then there's more you know opportunity to have him with the ball and uh instead of spreading the wealth but I I thought that Jared Allen was the biggest question mark and surprise to this to this trade because uh he he was closing games uh at, you know the last few games and playing really well with those guys running the pick and roll with KD and Kyrie but uh, it'll be interesting if Kyrie does come back because he's uh ball centric he needs the ball in his hands to make plays uh and so does Harden it could be a similar scenario to Houston where him and you know him and Westbrook had trouble being on the court at the same time so uh, yeah, but who knows? Who knows? Steve Nash and, and that crew, D'Antoni's worked with Harden before, so maybe they they know something that we they probably do know something we don't know. But <laughs> Tyler, what do you think? Well, what's your what's your grade? I, I, need I think B minus is spot on. I think it could be. I mean, a year from now, we could all be like, "Wow, this is you know an AD type trade." that change, you know, changes the face of their conference. But also I could see a year from now Kyrie doing the same thing and forcing a trade to get out of Brooklyn because he doesn't want to be the third option anymore. So uh, it's hard to say. Yeah. Right before uh, we got on this, uh, it's Thursday night, about 6.30 p.m. Uh, Charles Barkley, I don't know if he came up with this, but it's, he's the first person I heard it from. Uh, he called Harden and Kyrie – uh, the Dribble Brothers. <laughs> so Harden, I mean, that brand played with uh, Splash Brothers and the Dribble Brothers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how Steve Nash incorporates uh, all three of these players. I'm not so much, like you were saying, Coulter, I'm not worried about, uh, well, I'm not worried about Harden or Durant fitting in. I'm, I am worried about Kyrie, probably naturally, because He's the third option. You, you compare him to some of the other big threes. Uh, I don't know, maybe like Chris Bosh, Kevin Love. Uh, who's the third in the Celtics? Probably Ray Allen, but he kind of fit. 
So this is the first big three, probably the best big three as far as talent, but this is the first big three um, that doesn't fit together as well as the other um, teams have in the past. So it's nice to have a, a, a legit uh, big three in the league again. I was hoping that Harden would go to the 76ers to spread out talent a little bit more. And, and I would have liked to see Ben Simmons um, have his own team, um, but I'm okay to see the growth of that team too. Uh, the 76ers that is, I think it's going to work. I actually picked Nets Lakers at the start of the year. So I was kind of thinking this might happen. Um, I hope people went and bet on the Nets when they're six to one, because I'm sure those odds have gotten worse. Um, but I'm going to stick with my pick for uh, Nets Lakers, and I'm going to give it a B plus as far as the trade goes. I think you guys are right on. They did give up so much. Um, they I got think worse they defensively. Up- yeah, yo, that I think, like you were saying, Coulter, I think. The Allen, I think the Allen piece to this will be like what, you know, and, and if, if we look back on it in like a couple of years, you know, and where like what they may have given up that, you know, I, I think like I, I like Allen a lot. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Um, I mean, he's really young. He's only like 22 or 23. It's, it feels like he's been with the Nets. I mean, he might, I, I don't know. Do you guys know, did he come, do you guys know where he went to college? Um, Tech, Texas one and done. Yeah. So one, he's oh, only yeah. 22 right now. And, 22 oh, okay crazy athlete yeah 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 so i that's the that is the you know in the defensive aspect of that for sure because dj as much as i as much as i do love deandre you know 13 years in the league or so like he's definitely on the decline so you know he'll give you those little spurts four or five minutes of, of playing playing real you know little flashbacks of the old dj and then you know then he'll give you a, tw- a 20 minute spurt of you know not a whole lot. And, and Alan, you know, just, he, he kind of fit with that second group. So, yeah, I, I think, I think you guys are spot on with that. I think Alan will be the, the piece that we kind of look at um, down the road, you know, if, if there is one. Joe Harris is obviously the uh, fourth who's going to close with these three. Um, it will be interesting who will be the fifth. It probably won't be DJ, like you're saying, Tyler. Um, I'm guessing they don't have many more pieces to trade. No picks, no players they'd want to give up. Um, we'll see how quickly Spencer Dinwiddie comes back, but they'll probably get some type of buyout situation. Some veteran will probably uh, want to join yeah. later. I've heard Dwayne Dedman as an early candidate, but th- there's a lot of big guys they could close with, or they could go small and play KD at the five, Arden at the four, kind of like the Warriors did with their death lineup. Um, and maybe play Bruce. Even uh, like Bones Jeff Green really could play the four or five, two. Whatever his name is. Yeah, I could see Jeff Green sneaking in there. Yeah, I don't think that's what they want to do. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want Jeff Green closing any games for me. <laughs> I could see it. You're right for defense purposes and switchability. But um, they gave up uh, the one player they probably, I mean, the player they had to put in the trade was Karis LeVert. He goes to the Pacers. So let's talk about the Pacers for a little bit. We can come back to the Nets at the end. Um, Pacers get Karis LeVert in a second-round pick, and they just have to give up Oladipo. Um, I personally like the trade for uh, the Pacers. Um, comparing stats, uh, you see Karis and Victor are pretty similar. Karis at 18.5 points per game, six assists per game, and 35% three-point 
uh, field goal and then the field goal percentage for about 44% and a PER of uh, 19 and a half. Um, pretty much as similar with Victor. We'll talk about him in a little bit, but I like Karras on that team. I wish I had him on fantasy before this all went down. Um, <laughs> I give, I give the Pacers an A because they gave up old Depot. Who they probably weren't going to resign next year. And they get Karis LeVert for the next three years at $51 million total. So it gives them flexibility and that uh, young up-and-coming player. He's 26 right now. Um, that Oladipo uh, would have been leaving most likely anyways for a cheaper price. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, you know, I think – I was talking with my buddy, uh, Kev, who's a big Pacers fan, who Tyler, I think you, you met that, uh, met the other night and, and he, uh, he, and we were both kind of talking and I mean, yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Um, Oladipo was going to be leaving at the end of this. I mean, in free agency anyway, he'd already kind of made that clear that he wasn't, um, you know, he was interested in a bigger market, um, spend enough time in Indiana. So I think you're right there. Like, I don't think they were going to be re-signing Oladipo. And I think you just upgrade with Levert and a, like um, a player with better upside with a, in a better contract, like key point being, like you mentioned, he is in that, like he is already locked in for the next three years at a pretty reasonable price in today's NBA anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I I'll give the Pacers an A as well. Um, I like that, that trade a lot and I'll be interested I'll be interested to see how they use Levert over there. If, if they'll, you know, like, and I'd be interested to get, get your guys' opinions on that. Do you think he'll be still like the, the, you know, kind of sixth man, like first off the bench and just kind of leading that second team? Or do you think the, like, I, I, I don't know. I could see him closing some games too. Um, you know, situation. I like, I'm just, I am interested to see how he's used throughout the year, but I think overall, like that, I think that was a great trade for the Pacers. Um, you know, and I and I do like Oladipo. I I just think you know, injury prone. He was leaving anyway. Better contract, younger player with Levert. Tyler, what do you think? So I think they'll close with uh, Brogdon, uh, Levert, T.J. Warren when he comes back. Um, it will be interesting if they want to split up those minutes, but I'd put my stock in Levert. I know Warren's been playing well lately, but I'd put my stock in Levert if I had to pick one. But I think they'll actually play both them and hopefully just scatter the minutes. Um, we'll see what uh, Bjorken does, but they'll, they'll go Brogdon, Levert, Warren, Sabonis, and Turner to close. I think they'll go with the big, big five, two big guys, um, and that's a really good team. They're second in the East right now. They're scary. They're like they're a legit Eastern Conference Finals um, contender. I don't think they'll get there, but I think they're in the conversation with this trade. I think this brings them up a little bit more, just just a little bit. I, I believe in Levert a little bit more for his efficiency. Colter, you're the big Warren fan. What what do you think? I'm actually a big Karis Levert fan too, so uh, I loved this trade because I, I love the Pacers. Um, and I think he wor works really well with what Brogdon and Sabonis are doing right now, um, even more than Nolan Depot did. Uh, he can come in and he can play with that second unit or he can play alongside that starting crew. Um, but yeah, I think it's good to have him right now. And then once TJ Warren comes back, uh, they can work them together. But I, 
I think it was a good trade. Uh, like you said, Oladipo's on contract year. He's not going to stay. You got a, another player who's equal talent level uh, that's younger. He has had some injuries, but uh, when he is healthy, he's shown that he can you know, be a valuable player on a starting lineup. Really quick, uh, if you guys could only keep one, TJ Warren or Karis LeVert? Or if you're, if you, yeah, Karis LeVert. Okay. Tyler? Warren keeps getting slept on, and he's he's going to continue to get slept on. Uh, I'd go LeVert. They're both amazing in the bubble. Someone will have to help me out with uh, the Warren stats in the bubble. Um, but LeVert was also – Warren. They were both first-team bubble. Both first-team <laughs> bubble players. Levert was uh, 25, 7, and 5 boards and one and a half steals when he has a team to himself, which is better than Oladipo stats. Uh, close to prime Oladipo stats, I'll say. Yeah. Gotcha. You, uh, I mean, I, I probably would go Levert, but it's pretty close for me. I'd ha- like, do you guys know off the top how old TJ Warren is? Because, I, I mean, I'm a – I'm a huge Warren. He's 28, and Levert is like 23, 24. 26. Yeah. Oh, so he was a four year yeah. guy in college, and then he had some injuries when he came into the league. So he's a late. Okay. Runner. Okay. If he's, 20, if he's 26, dude, uh, I'll take I'll take TJ then. Just to just to go just to go a little contrarian here. Never <laughs> always agrees with me. I get sick of it. Sometimes I argue <laughs> against myself just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Coulter, uh, let's come back to you. I know you like – actually, I don't know if you like the Rockets, but I know you liked Old Depot. Probably sad to see him go. So give us a grade for the Pacers and then drop – then jump to the Rockets. Uh, The Pacers grade, I'll give – I'll give an A-. minus. I I don't know, like, what the negatives are. They got a second-round pick just out of that trade, um, and they have Karis LeVert for – two possibly three years so um solid pick the only thing is injuries and any player has injury probability so um but the rockets uh i'm gonna give the rockets a b plus um obviously you lost like a top five to ten player in the league um they got their pick they got all those picks but they had didn't have any of those picks that all went to okc so they got him back so they broke even there um i like victor oladipo with john wall and demarcus cousins uh even if it's only for the rest of the season i think that those three could be a decent core that could possibly um or not demarcus cousins christian wood obviously uh could fight for the eight seed um but who knows they can't they're playing horrible defense uh so are the nets so that's why I probably give them a B plus. What'd you think, Tyler? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought they got you know like for getting kind of backed into a corner with Harden, just you know the way he was kind of making it clear he wouldn't. I mean, it it was basically you'll sit me or trade me. I'm not. There's no in between. Um, so being that they didn't, you know, it didn't really look like there was too many like too many other options for them other than to deal them right now. I'll give them, you know, I'll give them a, a B um, because I think they did get a, you know, a decent amount of, of, of 
draft picks, not assets. Um, but as I kind of touched on earlier, you know, the pick swaps, I'm not terribly, you know, those don't do a whole lot for me. Um, the, the three, the three first round, the fir three first rounders. Um, and like to, and like Coulter said, I am, I'm excited to see, even if it is just a year, just to see, you know, wall and big VO and, you know, wood. And I actually am kind of excited to see cousins if he could ever, you know, play a full game without getting kicked out yeah, or hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I'll um, just for, just because it could have gone. So, you know, it, this really could have gone on for another two months, you know, and they're just sitting there with no, with nothing back for him. And he's just getting more upset by the day. And it's just, you know, so for, for that, like on that end, you know, like to be in a position where the whole league knows that you have to trade him and still, you know, get a decent, a decent haul back, you know, I'll, I'll give him a B. Um, but I, like nothing, it doesn't, it doesn't make him in any way, shape or form a, a contender it, it doesn't do anything as far as they're not a threat or you know I don't think it's going to improve their win count tremendously throughout the year but yeah just given that Harden was making it pretty clear that there wasn't any alternatives there wasn't going to be a way to work this out um you know oh uh, yeah I'll give them a B I, I hope I take a class from you guys someday because you guys are very uh, generous greater sometimes <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to give the Rockets uh, C minus, and here's why. Uh, they should have waited and tried to get Ben Simmons. I don't think you're going anywhere with uh, Oladipo. I think it'll be fun to watch, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't think they'll even re-sign him if I had to guess right now. It looks like they're in tank and rebuild mode, and I'm never a big fan of that. Um <clears throat> We'll see how it works. They, they obviously uh, think they'll draft somebody better than Ben Simmons. I, we'll never know. We'll probably never know if Daryl Morey actually wanted to make the trade. So this might be a redundant conversation if it really wasn't on the table. But I don't know why he wouldn't be. Why wouldn't you want to pair up James Harden and Embiid, uh, two of the six or seven best players in the league? I mean, I put them toe-to-toe -to -toe with LeBron and AD as far as talent. So I would have waited a little bit. I like, I'm okay with the draft picks, but I think the nets are going to be good for the next three to four years. So you might get two um, first round picks that are decent, but it's hard to hit on a player like Ben Simmons. I, I, I don't know if you guys heard this earlier, but the lowest grade I give is a C minus in my uh, classes. I Oh, I think we, we caught that part. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a C minus. It'll be fun to watch, but it, I think it would have been a little more fun to see Harden and B. But I could be wrong. I, I really like this Nets combo. So we'll see what happens. I like a lot of the Rockets players still, so they'll be a fun team uh, for the rest of the season. Um, but I'm not super high on that one for the Rockets. A little impatient. Yeah, they're in like a soft rebuild. They haven't like totally agreed to yeah. giving it all up and tanking. And I think it's probably because they didn't have any picks, but they got got some picks back. So it should be interesting. Tyler, do you think that with, if, if they would have made that trade with the Sixers, you think Ben Simmons on the, the Rockets as is, you think that's a, that changes anything? Because I, I personally don't really see them contending in the West either way. They would have had to make some more moves. They'd need one more piece, I think. Yeah. Um, 
and it would be hard because they don't have any picks. So maybe that's why they went that way. Um, but they had, they still have trade assets. We'll see most likely uh, PJ Tucker's going to be gone. We'll see if Eric Gordon sticks around. So I don't think the Rockets are done making moves yet. Uh, but I think they did have more moves to make and maybe you could even squeeze Maxi out of the uh, 76ers. That was probably, that might've been the one thing holding that trade up. Um, if, if the 76ers didn't want to attach anything to Ben Simmons. Um, but yeah, I, I, I it, it's, it was an okay deal for the Rockets. That's why I gave them a passing grade, but I, I still would have waited for Ben Simmons. I like him on defense. I like him on offense. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I just think, uh, you know, I don't, I think that if they had known, you know, I don't know, if they had a little more time to kind of, you know, throw out some feel like if this is this, you know, off season, I think you have, you know, you can be kind of more dead set on, you know, this is what we need, we need, but I mean, I'm sure you guys saw heart, like the way he was playing out there on Tuesday, it was just, I mean, it was like he was doing, you know, he kind of made it clear. It's like, you know, this is, this is going to be what you'll be getting the rest of the t- my time here in Houston. So, I mean, that, and I only kind of say that because I don't, you know, I didn't really like the trade either. Um, but just because of being in that kind of time crunch where it's like they, they didn't really have a whole lot of a choice. Um, you know, I thought that it was, they got a little bit more than I was kind of expecting, to be honest. Don't, don't play it. Don't, don't play him if he's going to be like that. They, that's what they would have had to do. Yeah, I'm sure they would have just – I'm sure he just would have been on, like, the, you know, coaches. I don't – is do not play. I don't – do they, they get put on a list, like uh, an inactive list to open up the roster spot? Is that how that would work, or would he just be MIA? <laughs> that, that's what they did with AD. They could just pretend Harden has COVID the entire season. And Kawhi. Yeah. San Antonio. True. That's true. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the let's get to the best. No, the, the real the winners of this trade. The real winner <laughs> of the trade. The Cleveland Cavaliers coming out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> that was random, but they got a lot back. They got Jared Allen and Torian Prince for a first round pick. Colton, what do you think? You like all these young guys? You like Jared Allen playing at Texas? I love. I love the Cavs just saying, let's get rid of our guards and let's get bigs. Let's just get all the bigs. <laughs> now they have Jared Allen, Torian Prince, JaVel McGee, Kevin Love, and Andre Drummond. I say yeah, st- drum and st- running point, dude. <laughs> yeah, start them all. Put them all out of five. And d- what the Bucks d- under Jason Kidd did, tried to play like six, seven footers that one year. Um, but yeah, it. I don't know what they were doing. I know it was they were in the trade to make cap room and cap space work, but unless they're going to get rid of Kevin Love and uh, some, you know, maybe Andre Drummond, I don't know. But I think he works because he's so Jared Allen's so young, and you know, your backcourt Sexland is so young that it could be really good. But I don't know. Larry Nance Jr. is another big that they have, so the <laughs> list goes on. Uh, I what i'll give it a c for the calves c c for the calves with a question mark that's a question mark tyler what'd you think um 
Yeah, let me just, let's see. So they gave up. They just gave up the f- one first round draft pick and Dante Exum. Is that is that what I saw? Or is, and Rodian's courage. Okay, our guy. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I, like we were talking earlier. I, I like Allen, but as you just mentioned, culture. I just I'm not. I, I know. Yeah, I know it was to you know move around some and to create cap room. Is that to create a little cap room? But you know, I just. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to give it anything more than a C right now until I, I'm going to give it an incomplete right now. Cause I would like to see, yeah, who they're moving on from. I'd like to see them get rid of Drummond, keep Allen. And then I would really like that, um, that trade. But if I, like, I really don't like it if Allen is just going to be playing to 18 to 20 minutes, you know, um, I, yeah, I, I if they utilize him, right. I, I think that, you know, they have like, they didn't give up a whole lot. Um, but you know, yeah, I, like you said, we got Drummond out there who already is, you know, thinks he's a point guard. And we've got, like, we've got way too many bigs as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give it an incomplete for right now. I don't even want to put a grade on it right now. <laughs> so, uh, like the trade and like my audio, it was an awkward trade. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awkward fit for uh, the Nets. Uh, we'll see what Steve Nash can do. I mean, he went to the perfect team. They're going to figure out some crazy system for this uh, big three to work. Harden will probably bring up the ball. Um, I think they're in the right uh, position. And they made the trade early in the season. So now they have 60 games to figure it out before they get to the playoffs. So I think the first year for them might actually be the best before Kyrie runs off and starts living in the Caribbeans or whatever he's doing and <laughs> gets sick of Durant. And the first year I think is going to be their best chance at it before everything blows up. Um, but I think they're going to the finals. I'll, I'll stick with it. I might, I'm not changing my Lakers pick yet because they look too good. Um, but I, I'm take, I'm taking them to go to the finals. Rest in peace. My, one of my favorite nicknames from Kyrie, Seven Eleven is gone. <laughs> Find a new name. Maybe the Dribble Brothers. Grant really doesn't fit in there, so they're going to have to work on something new. Uh, but Tyler, you brought up a really good point. Um, here's another example. This trade is just another example of player empowerment. We've seen it over the last three or four years. It, it goes back to LeBron picking his team, picking his teammates as well. <laughs> Here's some of the trades in the last three years. So, so we have Kawhi going to Toronto. You look back, that was a steal for Toronto, even if it was a one-year rental. Um, then we had AD uh, going to the Lakers for three uh, young prospects and three picks. Paul George for SGA, Danilo, and five first-round picks. Um, Westbrook for CP uh, and a first-round pick. Part, uh, Drew Holiday, um, I guess. He didn't demand a trade, though. Who? Drew Holiday didn't demand a trade. They just traded him. Okay. Uh, fine. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But Giannis kind of. It was the whole Giannis thing. It was the Giannis story. They a, needed to keep. Him. Yeah, but if a but team, right. if a team, another team demands that you you can't dem- another team can't well, demand sorry, that you trade I'm that player to them player empowerment fine you don't have to count that one some people might uh pardon <laughs> for the four picks it's a fair point thank you but <laughs> i i don't think i don't think that trade necessarily happens 
if it wasn't for everything else, if it wasn't for the fear of keeping the superstar around or keeping the superstar happy? Um, is there anything, what, what's happening behind this player empowerment? Yeah, no, that's, it's a, it is a good question because, you know, you look at like Houston and I mean, over, you know, they did every, you know, it's like if, if they can't keep Harden, it's like they've literally, you know, changed the roster numerous times, coach it, you know, let him have a say in picking his teammates. You know, I, I don't know about coaches, but I mean, he's had a lot of say and they, you know, you know, Houston fans defended him for so long when everybody was trying to, you know, to say he's not playing, you know, he's not playing a real pure style of basketball all of this and yeah i mean it, i uh, for me personally like i'm i'm all for like i'm always going to be like for seeing a player you know get out of a uh, you know bad situation or go get or go make you know go make their money like i i fully get that um, i think there's a right and a wrong way to go about it and i really just personally really don't like anything about how harden went about this you know um especially given the circumstances, you know, where it's like, he's kind of been running the show there for the last five years. He's, you know, he, like he can do no wrong in the city. The city loves him. The state of Texas loves him. Um, you know, and then for, for you to just get to a point where you're now, you know, sh just the effort level is what gets me, you know, you're just showing up out of shape and calling teammates out and just, you know, that that's where it's like you know there is a way to go about this um you know talking with management letting them know and i fully get that you know it's a two-way street so you know sometimes they may think he may think he has no other no other option but to do that to get out and like you said i think the precedent has been set you know in the last you know six five six years you know we've been seeing it a lot more to where you're right. I think five, six years ago, that isn't even really an option. It's, it's like, I'm, I could be unhappy. I might, you know, make a few comments in the post-game press conference, but you know, I didn't, I, I don't, at least I don't really remember seeing guys just quit, you know, just quit like this, you know, four, four or five games into the year. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that as well. TC, what do you think? I, I understand the team's perspective. I, I can just pause and wait as long as I want and think, and I'm just pretending to like, but I understand the team perspective um, trying to keep the superstar happy. But I think at some point, somebody needs to uh, stand up to the player and just not trade him. I think the Pelicans did the, the perfect thing. Just sit them. I mean, seriously, even if you have to pay them, it's in the middle where you're going to go with your franchise. Um, when they sat AD, like Julius Randle developed, even if he did go to uh, New York, maybe if, if they could have kept him around, they would have uh, benefited from um, the other players uh, developing. And then uh, they did the right thing and traded him at the right price. So they were patient. I, like I said, I think they could have gotten more, whether it was more from the Nets or more from the 76ers. Um Maybe sit them. I don't. I don't know. It's they did get a good haul. More you could have gotten, but um, somebody needs to set a precedent. I don't. If the players want to demand a trade, they can do that. The teams can trade them. I think the players should get uh, trade clauses back in their contracts. A lot of them have gotten rid of it. Um, that 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 would be interesting. 
Um, but if they don't, if you don't like them, you don't have to trade them where they want to go. But it was a perfect fit. So I, I'm at the same time, I'm okay with the players doing it, and I'm okay with the teams doing it. But something does have to give eventually. Coulter, you're you're probably, I don't know, are you team? Are you uh, on the owner side, the team side, or the player side on this one? What's well, interesting because it's kind of like gone up and down in waves uh in the early 2000s it was like a giant player driven league and then they had to literally change and like put a salary cap because uh chris weber had a one-year draft extension and then he went and signed a seven million dollar deal right after his rookie year uh and that started a giant train of problems and horrible contracts uh but yeah i I'm, I'm with the players. I mean, if you, if you're not happy playing basketball, like you should, um, I get that these, these star players know that they have a finite amount of years at top level and they want to win. And, um, I agree with what Tyler said though. I think his effort level could have, I think that could have drawn more interest if he was playing at James Harden's hundred percent level. And I think he scared people away with, the lack of his effort early in the season and showing up overweight and stuff like that. Um, and who knows, you know, there, I, there was multiple rumors, but I don't know how many actual offers were ever on the table, but um, yeah, I mean, who, we'll see if it works. Sometimes it does. You know, I mean, these trades either work out m- miraculously or two years later, we'll be like, <laughs> well, that was a horrible trade. They shouldn't have done that. Um so we'll see. Okay, I'm good. Okay, so we've talked about some players demanding to go to a good situation, but some people make the best out of their own situation. Bottom, and then they get to the top on their own without any fancy trades, without any demands, without anyone else coming and helping them. And that's you two guys. Uh, we're going <laughs> to focus on Tyler for the most part, but uh, I, I'm talking with two entrepreneurs here, business <laughs> owners running the show themselves. Uh, we're going to talk about Tyler's story, but uh, uh, Coulter has his own story. We'll intertwine here. So I'm going to just sit here, be frozen and not talk. And you guys are going to dominate this conversation here. So we'll start with Tyler Coulter. Feel free to jump in if you think a question uh, uh, fits in your background too. But um, Tyler, uh, you have your own sports apparel store. It's called uh, PNW Sports Apparel. You've been going for a while, just starting a, a website for it. Um, but before I get too into details, why don't you give us a, the background story of your business? You can just tell us what it is and then tell us how it started. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate the uh, the intro once again, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, it started, it kind of started for me back in, uh, like back when I was in college. Um, and it started out, out as more of just a hobby. You know, I've always been a big sports fan, um, big, big fan of, you know, sports apparel, team apparel, stuff like that. Um, and in college, me and a buddy just, uh, I, I can't even really like, I can't even really put a finger on what really spurned it, but we were just like, we were just, it was a summer and we were just, you know, we both didn't have, a job at the time and just kind of you know met like long days not doing a whole lot and we we're both just kind of kicking around ideas like you know maybe you know we could do you know get something going on the side just 
make a few extra bucks here and there. And I, so it initially started, like we were just, uh, we would just go to like a, the local TJ Maxx or, you know, like those discount stores like Ross, um, places like that. And I remember one of the first things, one of the first jerseys that I bought to, uh, to resell was like, I think it was the two, those 2012, uh, and those us team USA jerseys, like our TJ Maxx here in Missoula had a bunch of LeBron ones, you know, for, 60% off and and I just you know we were looking at it and I was like why are you know why are these things only 20 bucks like what you know looking at it like is there some you know something wrong here like something like the stitching wrong or something you know a little bit tilted or something but um you know so that was kind of like my, our, my first introduction into the sports apparel and sports sports apparel res reselling um side of things but I kind of maintained that through college, just on the side um, while still going to classes here at the U. Um, and at the at the time, we were, I was just selling on eBay and you know, Amazon, like just the you know mostly eBay at that time actually. So it was just kind of something I did, you know, on the weekends or when I got back from from classes or whatever. Um, but I, you know, I I wasn't, you know, I had a job, like I had a job at, at the bank, uh, one of the banks here in town, so. You know, it wasn't like, it was just 15, 20 hours a week here or there. Um, and then when uh, when I graduated from the UM, uh, I went to work at that bank full-time at Trail West Bank here in, um, based out of Lolo, Montana, actually. Um, so I went to work full-time there and still working on this on the side, you know, um, but it just kind of became like, you know, one of those things where it would, it would, it would run itself fine for probably eight months out of the year. And then I would get to the holiday season. Um, and you know, I could really like, I would be at work at the bank, you know, and I'm looking at my phone, I, all these messages about different items and, you know, can I get a picture of this one? Or like, can I get, like, can you sh expedite shipping on this? And, and it just got to the point, I was just looking at it one day, you know, I was like, I, I think I'm losing money, like going to my, going to my job, like going to my main job here. Um, you know, and, and I, I still like, I still, you know, kind of kicked it around for a, a year or so before I really like made the leap um, to just say, you know, like, let's just give this, let's give it a shot on my own and see, you know, see if we can do this, like, as my full time job, not just, a, you know, part time or side, side hob, kind of a hobby or, you know, just kind of a side hustle. Um, so in 2017, um, August of 2017 is when I ended up uh, quitting my job at the bank and then um, just went to working on uh, PNW Sports Apparel full time. And, you know, and I should mention um, my sister is also, is my sister and, and myself are uh, the uh, co-owners. Co um, my sister is out in Chicago right now, so, she, so she's not really working the day-to-day -day side of things. Um, but she, she jumps in, you know, here and there as needed. Um, and then I, yeah, I, I'm handling most of the day-to-day -day stuff out, um, out of, uh, well, Tyler saw the setup out, out here in Missoula. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty cool. And just kind of the, you know, just the, like to think of where I was at, you know, when I first started and what I was selling, you know, it, like the business models changed a couple of times and, you know, it's, uh, and we've been kind of, you know, trying to dial in on exactly what our, you know, target market is, and, you know, it's, it's people like yourself, Tyler, uh, like yourself, culture, just absolute fanatics, you know, that, that just, that need, that need, or, you know, extremely want the, uh, you know, the, the newest gear every year, and, you know, it's, 
it was something that like I understood on a you know smaller level just as a fan but you know I never like I never really was huge into jerseys myself growing up um so I even when I first got started you know I couldn't even really fathom spending two hundred dollars on a basketball jersey or, or something like that um so it caught my attention really quick when you know when people were happy to pay that you know um just because I had it in stock, you know, and I couldn't find it anywhere else. Um, so that's kind of, yes, yeah, so that's kind of the, um, this, the quick story for you guys. Um, yeah, now it's, it's like, um, now it's mostly NBA and NFL gear. Uh, we dabble a little bit into MLB, um, but NBA and NBA jerseys in particular probably are probably our best selling item year round. So yeah, and if you guys have any questions or need me to expand on anything there. <laughs> well, I'll give the view, the listeners all one million of them uh, <laughs> in the background here. I, I found out about you. I was hanging out with our buddy Shirag uh, on New Year's Day, and I don't even know what I was walking into. I just see like, not maybe not hundreds of bins, but like dozens and dozens of bins, but probably close like seventy or eighty bins, whatever it was you told me. Probably about a hundred of them. <laughs> and- close. <laughs> just started showing me all these jerseys and i was just i was going crazy all i, I like the shirts more because you can wear it like wherever I, jerseys are cool too but I, i'm more of a shirt guy and mm-hmm. I, I just i just got my wallet out i, I asked if you took venmo <laughs> I, bought, I think i bought 12 or 13 uh, oh yeah shirts and jerseys it, it was disgusting i just kept going I, I i had to leave i like wanted to buy more and i, I had to leave <laughs> I I do recommend everyone checking it out. Um, So I want to bring culture into this a little bit, and and you, Tyler, I want to hear about from you guys. What's the hardest thing about starting a business, or or what's the hardest thing about keeping a business going? You guys can take it either way. Culture, you got your uh, you're a video production um, person, obviously. You're always working audio too. You're working a lot of side gigs. Tyler's kind of focused on one main venture. So there's some differences between you two, um, but you're both going out and finding your own business. So I, I see a lot of overlap, but Coulter, why don't you go first and then Tyler, you can jump in. Um, Coulter, what, what's some of the hardest challenges, um, either starting your business or keeping it going? Well, I, th- I think Tyler hit it on the, hit the head on the nail there. Um, it's taken that first step. Like I had this, a very similar situation where I had a job and then I was doing freelance work on the side and then it, you know, they start conflicting. And then at some point you're like, well, I got to take the jump and you know, it's scary and stuff like that. But that, that was definitely the hardest part for me is like, you know, jumping full time into it. And then there's those random days where you don't, you know, don't get any sales or don't hear from anyone. And you're like, oh my gosh, is this, did I make a mistake type thing? But then, you know, almost immediately after that, it seems every time that's, you know, you get an email and you're just like, oh, okay, we're good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I can relate to that feeling with the email for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's just interesting. It's building a, a network um, just like anything is like, you get people that like what you do and um, they, they either recommend you or, you know, like what you, you hit your, your buddy recommended you to go check out Tyler space. And then you ended up buying a bunch of stuff. You know, <laughs> if you, if you're good, if you're good at your craft, then people 
will recommend you and appreciate that. And I think that goes a long, a long way, especially in like these more remote places like Montana. For sure. For sure. I think, yeah, I would, I would second, uh, I would second that. I mean, the hardest part, like the first hardest step is definitely taking that first, that first leap when you kind of realize, you know, that you probably should be uh, focusing on, you know, uh, or making that more of a priority than your main, than like the main steady source of income that you never have to worry about. Um, and then it's like, as, as far, and this might just be more for me, um, but I think go, like going forward, the toughest thing just day to day for me is like not having um, like the accountability side of it, you know, just because I don't have anybody to, you know, um, kind of like stand over me, hey, like, you need to, you know, let's get that inventory counted up or like, let's get that put away. Um, you know, so it, and it goes both ways because that is one of my favorite things about it as well is being my own boss and, and not having to answer to anyone. Um, but then there are some of those days where it's like, you know, going into the office, you know, just, just going in and seeing everybody else working towards a common goal sometimes can just be kind of motivating in itself. Um, so I would say, yeah, I would say just kind of finding that motivation sometimes and just kind of keeping yourself accountable, like making sure, you know, like for me, I, I just, you know, it's like, there's just certain things that, you know, it just makes the whole day run easier if I get them done, if I just knock them out in the morning and, you know, I've just like, that's, that's one of the things where it's like, you know, just small things like that, that I wouldn't normally think of if I had an eight to five, you know, it's like, no, nope, just routine. Like I'm getting up, shower, get in the car, drive to work, you know, and here in working from home, which again, my, one of my favorite things about my current setup, but also at the same time, it's just like, it's very, there's just distractions and, uh, you know, um, it's just, there's, there's plenty of distractions uh, anywhere I look in the house, you know, and uh, with nobody kind of over my shoulder, like, hey, you know, let's, let's dial it back in, let's, let's get back on track. Um, that would, I would say that's probably the, the biggest challenge for just for me personally. Yeah. Netflix is always right down the hall and it's like, Hey, I could go take a 10 minute break and then yeah, it turns into oh, yeah. a Netflix binge for an afternoon. Yeah. I've definitely been there. <laughs> so uh, I want to ask one more question because you guys have kind of been hinting at it. How, how do you plan your future goals? What are you guys trying to get to and how, how do you plan a future goal and how do you get there? Uh, Tyler, you want to start or you want me to start? Um, I'll let, I'll let you start on that. I, I, I gotta think of a, I gotta think of a good answer for that one, Tyler. It can be small. It can be a couple months out, whatever, whatever you think, however you uh, plan out the future. Yes. So I, you know, as video production, um, you're kind of just like looking, you know, you're getting clientele and stuff like that, uh, relatively short notice. So I can't schedule stuff super far in advance. So my goal, I, I kind of set like, monthly goals, quarterly goals, and then like yearly goals. Um, and I guess like as far as growing is just trying to like get better at and more efficient at what I do. I do a lot of stuff from home also in the editing side of things on the computer. So it's just like getting my workflow a lot more efficient, but then also getting better at uh, talking to clients like right away and um, just the little things. Yeah, it's it's all accountability when you work for yourself and um, you can look at an email and then you forget about it type thing. And no one's going to remind you to, to reply to it. So it's just 
making sure that you hold yourself accountable and then look forward on how that accountability can uh, push you into the next steps. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and something that, something that I do a lot, and this might be just kind of more independent to my, uh, just to our, our business, but since a lot of ours are kind of like, you know, a certain amount of listings up or getting X amount, you know, like these, these, like I have a lot of stuff that I need to take pictures of for the website, stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, anytime I have like a really daunting task like that, I always like to, like, I'll just make, like, I like to make smaller kind of, I'll break it down, like, into, like, Tyler was kind of touching on, like, I'll do, like, a monthly, or I'm sorry, culture, like, you were kind of touching on, like, I'll just do, I have, like, monthly goals for myself as far as, like, I want, you know, I need to get this many new listings up or add this many new products or, you know, research, like, the these specific jerseys or whatever um, that may be. And then, like, what I'll usually do from there is kind of, like, break, like, I'll just take a little bit of time, you know, when I'm, when I'm kind of thinking this out, like thinking out where we want, where we need to be in the future or whatever, I'm just, and then I just try to kind of cut it down to like, all right, what's a manageable, like, what's, what can you do? Like, what can I do? That's not gonna, that's not gonna like, you know, throw off my day, you know, or, you know what I mean? Like, all right, I could do like five, I could, you know, I can get pictures of five jerseys done a day in the morning and that, you know, that's probably not going to take more than 20, 30 minutes and I can start the day. Like, so I like to just kind of break it down into smaller pieces like that. So I'll have, you know, like I have a whiteboard up in my office and I'll, sometimes I'll have like, you know, a, a goal up in the corner and then I'll have like, you know, and then below it, like what I need to do per day. So even if I do miss a day or whatever, like it's easy for me to look and see, you know, okay, like I can, you know, I can kind of make it, make it up. But that's kind of, you know, that's just more like the num numbers-based goals. Um, to be honest, like I don't, I don't personally set a whole lot of goals like in terms of sales for the, for the year and whatnot. I always like to, like I always am comparing it, no doubt. Um, I like to see, you know, I'm like, I want to see growth for sure. But um, I like, I just think like you, you really like when you were talking about the emails, that, that kind of, that really like, I feel you on that one because, and I think, you know, and that's part of why I don't do the sales goals as much or those bigger picture goals, like based on numbers, just because then I do start kind of like, you know, I'm counting sale, sale emails, you know, even when I'm not working, oh, geez, like only a couple sales overnight, like, all right, I got to get on, make sure everything's good, like something happened over here, you know, and so, I, so sometimes I think, you know, like, some, sometimes I, just for me personally, like, I think I can kind of get, it, it can kind of do the opposite for me to set um, those kind of like numbers goals for sales and stuff. But just for like day-to-day -day stuff, you know, I just like to try to make it, you know, break it down into a manageable chunk of, you know, time or, you know, whatever the task may be. And then try, I just try to, you know, do it for a couple of weeks to where I just, you know, it, it just kind of gets built into my habit my habits for the, you know, starting the day or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, scheduling is a massive thing and, uh, there's an infinite, infinitely long list of things to get done. So yeah, I think managing, managing time and managing your, your ability to not burn yourself out, uh, when you're self-employed is a really big, big thing to control. First, yeah. And man, the managing the time I can, 
Yeah, I would second that for sure. That's that's probably the one where the one area where it's like I, I mean I think probably any anybody that you talk to that's you know um, self employed or you know is is kind of their own boss. It's like that's that's the one you you know let me know if you, let me know if you get that one down, man. <laughs> right. Like that's the one I'm I'm always trying to improve every. It seems like every year, every day, you know, it's like oh man, I could I could utilize that a little that time a little bit more 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 usefully, but. I was curious, um, did, you know, COVID this last year has just been like ridiculous for everyone. Um, but for online stuff, uh, and the retail that you do, I was, I was curious if you, um, had any like change. Cause, uh, I have a buddy that sells car- like sporting cards and he said he went okay. into lockdown and the sporting cards business just like blew up. Oh, dude, it went nuts. <laughs> and so I was, cu- I was curious if the jerseys and, st- and, you know, stuff like that did the same thing. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it, it's kind of, it's, it's one of those things because I've, I've had, I get this question a lot because it is, it is pretty interesting. And I, so I'll start with like the first, um, like once Root Gobert, you know, tested positive, they shut the NBA down. Like it started with like, the rest of that week was, it was really slim just cause I, and I think there's just a lot of uncertainty. Like, it's like, no, nah, like we're, we're probably good on the jerseys that, you know, we don't even know when the NBA is coming back. Like, let's just, you know, more important things to, to address. So I did, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't panic or anything too much. I just, I figured it would just be kind of a, a small blip, but then after that, probably like the week after starting like the week after it actually kind of went the other way. And yeah, it, it did kind of, it increased, um, pretty significantly in the holiday season, especially just not, you know, people not having the option to go, brick and to a brick and mortar store and, and, you know, most, most places in the country. Um, and just, you know, given the circumstances, I mean, why, like, why would you, you know, why would you, if you, if you can get it online, uh, um, so like we're, you know, we're coming off of, you know, our best, uh, year to date that we've done, you know, as, as far as, uh, like, yeah, I would say, I think uh, quarter four, I don't know, I'd have to go, like, I haven't done our taxes or anything yet, so I can't speak on the whole year, but I know, like, September through December is our, was our best, um, our best year, year to date in sales, so this holiday season was kind of nuts, and, and yeah, I think a lot of it was definitely, you know, due to uh, COVID and everything kind of going, the current climate. But I do think a little bit of it is like you were saying um, with your buddy who sells the trading or sports trading cards is there is like people are just kind of stuck in home and it's just like that, not nostalgia, you know, like, oh, well, it's like, I'm not gonna be going to a game anytime soon. Like might as well get, you know, might as well order something. Like I would be spending the money on tickets or this or whatever anyway. Yeah, I mean, you're in quarantine and uh you're sitting on your phone surfing the internet and then all of a sudden your shopping cart is, you know, got 15 things in it. I, I definitely <laughs> uh, am guilty of doing that, buying things I didn't need to buy during quarantine. Um, I did have one, oh, one question sure. <laughs> uh, during the bubble. Did you see any like random people, you know, there was this, the random players who just like balled out in the bubble, like Michael Porter Jr. And Jamal Murray and uh, Donovan Mitchell did, did those like, random players sales just like go up during that time or did you see any of that 
Yeah, for sure, dude. We uh, Booker Booker went through the roof, especially when they, you know, because they didn't. Did they? They they finished undefeated, right? Yeah, and but they in didn't the bubble, or did they lose one? Yeah. No, they went eight. Yeah, no, no, he. But... Uh, yeah. Yo, um, yeah, Booker jerseys were selling really well during the bubble, and then yeah, Mitchell jerseys, Murray, Jokic. Like I sold, you know, this it. As a Clippers fan, it you know eased the pain a little bit because I had a lot of Denver gear on on hand, and you know we we unloaded almost all of that once they beat once they came back and beat the Clippers. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is it's really interesting seeing stuff like that, and I'll see that even um, you know just like day to day if I'm just watching a game and like the Nets the other day were wearing their um, those classic edition those all blue. And, you know, it, it, you'll see the sales kind of correlating. People see, you know, people are see, watching them and they see, oh, like they maybe they haven't seen that jersey yet or, you know, they, you know, it's so, yeah, it is. It's kind of interesting seeing things like that. And, you know, and not as much in NBA, um, but in NFL, just with there only being 16 or 17 games in a year, you know, if, if like uh, you'll see it, I see it a lot more in NFL. So like if a, uh, if a team is going to wear like one of their alternate jerseys on like a Thursday or a Sunday night game, usually if it's in prime time, but then it, you know, sometimes like I, that's one of the things that I'll try to kind of stay on top of because if you can get some of those ahead of time and then have them like on hand for, you know, for that game or whatever, it, it is pretty, it is kind of nuts though. seeing just seeing the, you know, the trends and, and just seeing like the direct effect, like, Oh yeah, there's, you know, Kyrie and the city edition Jersey. And, you know, we sold three of those last night or whatever. So yeah, in the bubble, uh, yeah, Mitchell nuggets and then the Suns and Booker in particular, but honestly all Suns gear was, was flying off the shelves. I just got unfrozen. So perfect timing. <laughs> um, no, but before, before we move on really cool stories. Uh, thanks for sharing both of your stories, you guys. Uh, uh, I think a lot of, Maybe we get a younger audience. I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs going out on their own uh, will find your story really cool. Um, so we're doing um, the five, this draft. We're going to do the five, our five favorite NBA jerseys from any decade, any time. It's going to be, I think Tyler is going to even throw us some, uh, not not throw it to us, but he's going to show us the, some of his cool merchandise. Maybe he'll draft yeah. his own jersey. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Move. I'm gonna try to keep it in, within the ones I have. <laughs> Coulter, uh, maybe like for people at home for our picks. Uh, yeah, I'll find some pictures and we can we can pop them up. Yeah. All right, you're, you're the video guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna do a snake draft. We don't need to really explain it. Um, but we're gonna give Tyler the first pick. Uh, Coulter, uh, do you want the second or do you want third and fourth? You made a mistake last time when I <laughs> Bradley Bill. Yeah, uh, you're right. Um, I'll go. I'll go two. I'll go two. Okay. Tyler, why don't you take? You take me? Away, you get, yeah, get you're me. you're the number one pick. Who you got? All right, yeah, I'll start it off. And I do have this one on hand, guys. I'm gonna go with the Vancouver Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, the all teal. It's kind of it's kind of tough to argue with this one. I don't know if you guys can see that, but yeah. um, and I only thing that would make this better if it was if it was a Moran jersey, Jaron Jackson. But yeah, I I don't I, I'm a huge fan of the of the, the all teal and even like even this little trim on the on the on the uh, sleeves is kind of cool. Um, 
but yeah, I thought I thought that was one of the one of my favorite or what my one of my favorites growing up, and that was I thought that was probably one of the best uh, ones that Nike did last year, um, bringing back like the retro for their hard, for their hardwood classic edition. So yeah, well, I'll go with the Vancouver Grizzlies for my first pick. I had that one on the list too. That was that was high <laughs> on the list. Uh, I'm gonna stick with a jersey that was also also came out the same year that that jersey came out. And it's the Toronto Raptors Dino jersey, uh, the per- all purple one with the di- you know the Raptor on it. Uh, the '90s had some had some amazing jerseys. To be honest, um, at the time, people thought that they were very ugly, but I disagree. Um, but yeah, I you know one of the the greatest memories I have of starting to watch basketball is watching Vince Carter in the dunk contest in that jersey and so there's just like some crazy nostalgia and yeah uh great jersey yeah that's a great that's a great pick because i feel like toronto really was the first team that you know that kind of went outside of those base that base those basic colorways mm-hmm. and you know took like you said took a lot of heat for it at the time but i don't know if we get like all the cool combinations that we have now if you know that didn't start if somebody didn't start take the plunge a little earlier. So love that Jersey. Apparently Canadians have better fashion sense. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't, I can't pick a Toronto blue Jays Jersey, but I, I'm not picking them. I'm going American made here. Well, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going with our first American team. I'm going to go with the black pinstripes bowl jerseys keeping it in the 90s nice. uh, okay. i think the players like we keep talking about the players that are making these jerseys so just thinking about mj and that sick jersey uh maybe, i had it back in the day i still have it in like a kid's small maybe i'll wear it on one of the podcasts <laughs> kids jersey um and then my second one i'm gonna go with uh, i think it's called the showtime gold of the lakers I've, i'm sure tyler has this one in stock probably save for Shrog. But I'm gonna I had a disgusting the- amount of those uh, Showtime gold jerseys. That's <laughs> the Clippers fan. <laughs> your background. It's in the background picture. Who is that? It's Kobe and that's uh, that's Kobe yeah. Nipsey Hustle. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Both, both, uh, both legends. Yeah. Okay, so I'm four. Wait, yeah, we're or, wait. There did we're on five. Oh, we're on yeah, five. Tyler, okay, yeah. But- Tyler at three and four. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, there's a lot of really good jerseys I have on my list still. I'm going to go. I could go either way here. Uh, I'm going to go with Utah Jazz. And I'm going to choose the Purple Mountains jersey. Oh, man. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I'm going to save my other one, but uh that was that's another one that the like 90s i thought did really good job and even into the early 2000s they they rocked that jersey yo yep that was yep that was actually going to be my next choice got it right here man this easily one of the coolest so so clean yeah so dirty yeah i was i I was kind of surprised that jazz didn't keep this one around they they brought it back last year but i don't think they're playing in it this year um but yeah that's that is a great jersey i always think of malone and stockton when i see that jersey right off the bat hmm that's uh that's interesting that was going to be my my second pick myself but let's see here 
All right, I will go. And I'm just pulling out all the dreams. Yeah, he's just kind of kind of stacked. And so this is like I'm gonna, all right. So I'm gonna go with the Denver Nuggets. Um, this is slightly this is a slightly different one than the one I'm thinking of. I'm gonna go with the rainbow, like the, the royal skyline. blue. Yeah, with the skyline, um, which Denver smartly has been bringing back. Um, bringing back as their city edition. And so this is the, this is what they did with it a couple years ago, which in my opinion, probably the, the best, uh, the best city edition that Denver has put together so far. They just did the same one last year with just black, um, which I, I'm a huge fan of that white one, but yeah, for my official pick, I'm going to go with the, the blue, like the Royal blue um, rainbow skyline one. When I looked it up, they were, I think in the late eighties. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like that. Any any of those skyline ones um, where you have kind of the the city incorporated, I'm a huge fan of those. All right, you get another pick, Ty. Oh yeah, because the snake drafts are like flipping back over. You're right. I got you. All right, and for this one, I'm gonna go a little bit uh, a little bit more modern, but I'm gonna go with the Miami Vice um, from 2018 (laughs) and that was my next pick. Yeah, and we'll go. Oh, I got so this dirty. Wade one on hand. Yeah, these uh, these ones are pretty tough to compete with. Um, and they and same thing. The Heat, uh, the Heat kind of keep playing off of this. Like last year, it was all blue. I think the first year that they did it, it was actually white. Um, but that black, the black version is easily my favorite, um, especially since D Wade actually did get to play in those his last year. Um, so yeah, I. It's hard. It's hard to argue with, like, and I again. That's not one I would probably wear myself, but easily one of my easily one of my favorites of just in general. And I think Nike absolutely killed it with those with bringing back the Miami Vice style. If you got a Bam Adebayo one in that style, I, I, I'm a I'm gonna take that. So <laughs> I do not have any Bam on hand, dude. But I will. We'll see what I can do. All right. Um. That was going to be my next pick. So we're, we're still, it's still each other's picks one for one. Um, I'm going to go, gosh, this is like all my picks are the nineties ones. I'm going to go a, a modern, I'm going to stay modern here and I'm going to do the, the Utah jazz red rocks jerseys. Okay. Uh, the Moab ones uh, are super, I, I don't know. They're, they're super cool. I love the, the fading colors it's like the most utah thing ever and i appreciate the hell out of it so yeah not, not, a, not a bad choice not a bad choice good one uh i'd be interested to see if tyler has this one or ever had this one uh i'm going back to the 90s i mean the 90s really dominated the yeah they did yeah but uh, i'm going with the magic electric blue nice uh, the okay any Hardaway days. Yeah. Um, those were pretty sick jerseys and it was a good team. Um, I, I don't really see them around too much. Uh, they probably is, that the, back. is that the pin? Is it the pinstripe? Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think they brought them back. Yes. I think same thing as those, uh, um, sorry, that, uh, Donovan Mitchell and the, uh, Memphis, I think they brought them back last year, actually, Aaron, like they, uh, they might be a slightly, like I, I'm trying to remember. No, I, I had a couple Gordon. I had a couple Gordon pinstripe ones last year. I, and that's those are ones like all three of those that we just mentioned. Like those Utah with the with the mountains and Van and those old Vancouver, you know, 
I would love to just see the NBA, like, you know, I know they have a pretty strict, like, four jersey per, per limit per team or whatever. But for some of these, I mean, I feel like you got to you got to let some of these teams, you know, expand that out five or six, like still make money, introduce a new one every year. But some of these some of these got to stick around for more than a year. Yeah, they got to do some sort of throwback night. And, you know, we got to see Utah Jazz and the Grizzlies like rock those two jerseys against each other. I think that'd be so cool. For sure. Yeah, no, they did a couple times last year and it was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Yeah. Okay, this next one, I, I, I bought myself just the shirt. I uh, didn't get the Jersey, but, and it's a new one. Uh, the city edition suns. Uh, it's just, it's so random. The Valley. The Valley. Yeah, dude. yeah that one's sick. I, I will definitely be wearing that on a, a future pod. I got the shorts for it too. Is probably my favorite. Um, oh, I forgot you got those shorts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was afraid Coulter might snipe that one from me if I, I let it go around. Maybe even you, Tyler. Um, so I'm picking that one up for my mo- my second modern jersey. Nice. That was that was that was going to be up there uh, for my next pick. So good good choice. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Suns also but their 90s black jersey yep. with the sun across it um, Yo, great, Charles, great, you know great. charles barkley a young jason kid when he rocked the blonde hair uh <laughs> that those are those are some of my good memories that i have uh people rocking that jersey i i don't think i've ever seen them bring that jersey back but um i'd be one that i think would be cool to to bring back yeah, yeah, that was also on my list, and and I agree. I, I think I think that's probably coming back in the next year or two. If Nike, you know, I think that I think that's one that's that's gonna make its way back for sure. Yeah. Uh, is is this me? Is this me? Yeah, or, your final two. Yeah, your oh, final, final two. two. Okay. Um, let's see. So for my fourth, as much as I hate the Lakers, I will, uh, I'll give them credit. Um, I love that classic edition, that Royal blue, and I don't have one on hand. I wish I had one on hand to show you guys, but I think you guys probably both know what I'm talking about. Tyler uh, does. Oh yeah. He has a shirt of one. Yep. That's Wait, right. oh, no. Wait, are you going light blue or are you going with the dark blue? No, I'm going, yeah, I'm going that exact one right there. Yep. Like I'm think like I think when I I think it was like the the 60s right like I just have I'm just picturing Jerry West in that in that jersey in that 44 um that's and that honestly like that got that gets buried a little bit just because I you know can't stand the Lakers but gotta give them gotta give them credit there um and that's one that I have uh, I've been waiting for the last like seven months for Nike to release and still have not found a men's size jersey at all. <laughs> Like I got two of them. I got the LeBron and the AD, so I agree with that. That's yeah, that's right. I forgot you snagged those as well. Um, let's see. And for all right, for my last pick, I will go um, a little bit, a little bit off the uh, beaten path. I think here, but I'm gonna go with the Dallas Mavericks with this green, and they're actually wearing it this year. But this like the all green. I just think it's really clean. No logo, just you know just very simple and i'm trying to i'm trying to remember when this is the late i, I think this, that late 80s is when they left that one yeah okay yeah and that one is just i don't know like it's just something about that green and and also the sh- like the logo that they have has it actually has like the um i think it has like the horse in it it's just a, it's just a cool it's just a cool uh 
it's just a cool little design and, and yeah the, the green it's just a color you don't see in the nba really right now so i'm a big fan of those the green and then the and then the royal blue trim nice all right so my last pick uh it's between i have two choices and i'm gonna do a nostalgia pick because i'm hoping that one day in the near future this team will be back in the northwest and i'm gonna go with the space needle edition sonics jerseys um, yeah I do. the the, I... Co- the colorway no i i you know the the classic green and in yellow and white ones i liked but uh the space needle ones that kind of have like that off burgundy color on them you know just just the good old days of when we had a basketball team in the northwest soon dude soon yeah so. blazers. blazers yeah but they're, right. they're a little further um okay so you guys have been taking a lot of my picks here. Tyler, <laughs> did you have any last wag that you wanted to show off? Any recommendations? Um, or I have a pick if not, but I mean I, I, show had, off? Dude, I had this I have this uh I have this Raptors. It's yeah. a little bit different from that um from the pr- all purple, purple version. One, but it's still but cool. Still like that. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of anytime we can get, you know, a cartoon on here and make it look and make it still look pretty good. But just, yeah, just like we were kind of talking about, just, you know, just doing a lot of different things with the jersey that they weren't doing at the time. So, you know, that's that's part of it. But, yeah, I like this little, this kind of uh, throwback and then with a little bit of a modern twist that Nike did last year. Um, but, no, honestly, all the other ones I either showed you guys or uh, or you guys already picked. <laughs> Back, yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll go with uh, – I'll go with the – uh yeah i'll go the pacers uh this one's kind of weird it's with reggie it's like a, it's like a yellow one what was it called uh the flojo it was called yeah. the flojo yellow kind of like a weird slash oh okay yeah like the diag- those are cool yeah, yeah. Kind of a random one. i don't know you guys took everything everything got scooped up like my whole list i didn't think my whole list would be taken but <laughs> I had the yeah. Pistons flaming horse jersey that they rocked in the '90s. Also, that was that was on my list. Yeah, that that's another good one. That is, uh, let's see. They brought yeah, that I, back for one game last year, I think. But yeah, they that's another one that they should absolutely bring back and, and wear like five, six times a year. Yeah. Well, it looks like uh, we've gotten to the end of the pod. It was great having you on, Tyler. We're gonna get your uh, social tags and everything here in a second. Um, I know you have a website that's uh, currently being made. It's in the process um, of being updated. So everybody go and check out uh, PNW Sports Apparel. I can tell you from personal experience, uh, it's stuff that I hadn't seen before other than being on TV. I've never seen like shirts like this anywhere else. It was better than the Nike store. I went crazy. Goodbye, stimulus check. Uh, so... Highly recommended all, all the NBA fanatics. Um, Tyler, where, where can we reach you um, You can reach us on Instagram, just uh, PNW Sports Apparel. Um, and the same, uh, the same, just PNW Sports Apparel on Facebook as well. And then our, uh, our website is just pnwsportsapparel.com. Um, so yeah, just reach out on any of those and, like you mentioned, the, the site's kind of under maintenance right now, but we're like, I'm still, you know, 
you still can get a hold of us through any of the social medias or just contact us on the on the website page. So yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, same man. We're, we'll have to talk some uh, Clippers basketball and uh, we'll have you on again. Uh, when we for sure. Dude. Maybe, maybe wait until they do something worth having me on for. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait like till the tell the trade deadline and see if they if they make any moves or something like that yeah i'd be down i'll be down to hop back on dude once once jerry flips paul george here in in a couple months (laughs) after he starts playing good (laughs) (laughs) so exactly what he did with blake dude signs that uh signs signs that max contract and then like two months later he's in detroit poor guy (laughs) all right well uh Make sure to check us out on Spotify, Pizza and Picks uh, podcast. And until next time, keep the slices coming. All right, later. (laughs)